Welcome to The Fix, the podcast made for the trades, where we sit down with inspiring individuals across the trades to discuss their unique take on the industry, including career paths, job site stories, overcoming challenges, and everything in between. I'm your host, Catherine, a marketer here at Odie, with my co-host and friend, Doug, one of Odie's resident experts in all things trades. The Fix is more than a podcast. It's a community, a community built to support tradespeople and inspire the next generation of essential pros. Let's start the conversation. All right, welcome to this week's episode of The Fix, spotlighting PHCC Northeast Ohio chapter and the benefits they bring to the trades. Thanks for joining us, Rocco. It's good to be here. Thank yes. you for having me. So Rocco, who is the Northeast Ohio Master PHCC Chapter Executive. Doug, I am sure you would have enjoyed the benefits of PHCC when you were going through the trades. I'm going to tell you something, Catherine. On the way in this morning, I'm thinking to myself, I'm listening to the radio. All I hear is acronyms, acronyms, acronyms. <laughs> I don't even know what most of them mean, but I'm going to tell you something. The PHCC, everybody knows what that means. I mean, they've been delivering excellence since the late 1800s. Awesome. They got over 3,000 members. Okay, they have an elite training program that's second to none out there. Okay, the dues to be part of this organization. I mean, for God's sakes, it's a tank of gas nowadays. Okay, <laughs> So very excited about it. Every tradesman out there should know what it is. Every tradesman out there should be seeking to be part of it because awesome. it is an elite organization. That's great. Well, let's dive in and start the conversation. So Rocco, can you please provide us some background on your work experience and why you are a part of PHCC? Sure, and that's a great question. And Doug, thank you for the the acronym and what it means, because um, I always get that from people. Um, also, just to really specify, not only do I run the Northeast Ohio chapter, I also run the State of Ohio uh, PHCC organization. And I've been involved with uh, different associations for about 20 years now, 20 plus. I was thinking back on my career yesterday and uh, started off with the Associated Builders and Contractors uh, a lot of commercial industrial contractors in that realm moved over to the home builders. And then I happened to be in the right place at the right time when I landed with PHCC as well as ACCO, another acronym, which is the Air Conditioning Contractors of Ohio. And at that time, I actually just got back from living in Texas, believe it or not. I was there for about a year with the home builders organization. And we ended up coming back uh, and was looking for a job. And the, my predecessor, uh, Sandy Pogan, who is a great influence uh, on, on my executive uh, career and, and other aspects of the organization, she was getting ready to retire. And I had met Sandy a couple of years prior, but at that time she was not ready to retire. We had a uh, Dayton member that was going to be the national president, so she wanted to see that through and, and make sure everything went according to schedule. So when I got back in 2009, I had a friend of mine uh, that called me out of the blue and said, you remember that lady that you talked to? She's ready to retire. They're looking for a replacement. And I said, okay, sure. So I just followed through, had a conversation with her, met her in person. Uh, next thing you know it, I interviewed with both boards of directors and I got the job. And I started off as the assistant executive director. Just It was great for a year of time sure. just to learn the ins and outs of the association as well as, as the memberships uh, in that regard. And that's how I landed at PHEC. Now, that's 12 years ago already. Wow. So as they mm. say, time flies when you're having fun. And, 
it's it's been a great journey um, so far. I, I absolutely love the membership. I, I love the passion of the members, and it's taught me a lot about the industries because. One thing I will tell you is I'm not a contractor sure. whatsoever. Right. Uh, I do things at home. I'm a handyman. I like woodworking. But I know my limitations, um, and I know when to call in the professionals right. when it's dealing with heating and air and, and plumbing. Um, so that's that's my background. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So could you explain to us a little bit about what is trade association management? And so for those who don't know, like you said, you're not a contractor, right. but you do have the, um, you know, you're really looking out for your contractors that are part of your association. So what is really your role um, there as a uh, management figure? That's a great question because uh, to this day, uh, there's a lot of people that have no idea what I do. You tell them what your job is as an executive director. I, I still think my parents don't even understand what, what it is I do. <laughs> All right. Well, that, your parents can uh, listen to the podcast and we'll because get them up to speak. Because people look at you and they're like, you can make a living doing that? And I said, yeah, I actually have my own business. So I understand all the aspects of running a small business. I have employees. I pay insurance. I pay salaries, all of that. So basically being the executive director, I'm, I'm one of the voices for the association, for the industry, for our membership. I run the day-to-day operations. And running day-to-day operations, that can mean anything at all. So participating in this podcast, sure. um, I mentioned it to one of my presidents. I said, oh, I should have had you do this. <laughs> and he's right back. He's like, no, that's all you. I'm good. A lot of them aren't keen on speaking to the public and that sort sure. of thing, which is really interesting because uh, of the business that they're in. They're always talking to customers and doing things like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of am the glue that holds it all together. Okay. Um, I work with two different boards of directors. Uh, we meet on a quarterly basis, uh, moving the association in the direction it needs to go. Excuse me. I run our apprenticeship program uh, that has been continuing to grow since we implemented it two years ago. Uh, again, I work with our lobbyists. Uh, we have two um, in Columbus that I work with, and I, I'm calling them on a weekly basis, just monitoring different legislation and what's happening. Right. And then the chapter uh, doesn't take a lot of time, but I have a board of directors that I work with there. We have monthly membership meetings. We actually have one next week um, that we'll have a speaker that comes in. Members get a continuing education credit for that. Uh, moving along, because all the licensed contractors need continuing education. Right, in the, the state, state of Ohio. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, as I said, there's our convention uh, that's going on. And then there's all kinds of like little side projects, um, just working with individual suppliers and members and and taking care of their needs on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. So there's not anything that I do. No day is the same, right? Yes. And then I also do all the financials uh, for the association. So I'm getting reports ready and things like that. So it's just a little bit of everything. You wear different hats at different times. Yeah. Um, and it, it's just, it's been a great job. And I love that aspect that there's nothing the same every day. Well, I want to uh, turn a little bit and talk about kind of the introduction into PHCC Ohio and its okay. mission and supporting plumbing, heating and cooling, you know, contractors. So um, if you wouldn't mind, like, how do individuals get involved? What's kind of the steps to membership? So it, membership uh, recruiting, as we like to refer to it, it's always interesting. So it's word of mouth. It's myself and his, and his executive director reaching out to potential contractors. Uh, there's numerous lists all over. You can go to the, um, the uh, OCILB, the Ohio Construction Industry Licensing Board. They have very li- various lists. Um, we have suppliers that have lists of contractors that they work with. So we'll initially try to invite them to a chapter meeting, send letters, send information. 
Um, another way is our associate members, which are a lot of the suppliers and other uh, members of the industry, they will reach out to their contractors, um, their clients, and invite them to our meetings, talk about membership. And that's kind of how, how we get it done. Okay. We'll, we'll get calls or emails from somebody. Hey, I saw your website or heard about you. Um, can you send me more information about it? Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. We send them all the information. And what I found out is you, I've just asked them, what are you looking for specifically? Sure. Because I always tell them, you know, as an executive director, I could talk all day long. My PHEC is great. What right. we do, all the wonderful things. Um, and lately, a lot of what they're looking for is education. Mm-hmm. And not just of themselves, but of the workforce. So they'll have their employees. And I keep mentioning our apprenticeship program. Um, they want to get theirs those employees into the apprenticeship program to give them more training sure. uh, to better them as, as employees. Okay. No, that's wonderful. I mean, Doug, how did you learn about PHCC? Well, just being a technician, I mean, like I said, it's a world-class organization, mm-hmm. you know, and so when you come across something like that, you, you, you reach out, you find out information and you say, Hey, I want to be part of that. Sure. And the PHCC is what people want to be part of. The one thing I like about it is it, it doesn't discriminate against union or non-union. Okay, mm-hmm. it doesn't judge you on that. Okay, it also doesn't judge you on the size of your company. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're not out there saying, "Hey, you got to have at least forty employees for sure. us to solicit you." Okay, they don't care if you're a one-man shop. Mm-hmm. Bottom line is, they're there to keep building their reservoir of professional technicians. Okay, so that they can keep passing on the knowledge. That's great. Year after year to make us sustainable, mm-hmm. you know, as a contractor. So yeah, great point. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Ron. So um, talk to me a little bit about the four pillars of your foundation. You know, what are those? And um, tell me just a little bit about them. Okay. So I, I've created that a long time ago. And I actually stole it from the home builders and I was working there. Uh, but people always ask, well, what does the association do? And you can kind of group it into four different uh, pillars. As you said, there's advocacy, which we talked about a little bit. Um, information, just getting the right information to our members, and that could be code issues, um, salary issues, uh, different things like that. Education is another big key. Um, along with our monthly membership meetings, I mentioned our convention, um, and that's one of the uh, main focal points of our convention is we bring in different speakers from around the country to offer education and training to our contractors. And then the fourth one kind of mixes in with offering solutions and then networking to members mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of contractors, they want to talk to their peers and they want to mm-hmm. get ideas. They want to talk issues, uh, jobs, that sort of thing. And that's always been the great thing. I've uh, been able to sit and listen in on many conversations and you'll have two contractors, whether it's from the same association, same chapter or two different chapters. And they're just discussing, you know, an employee issue or a job that they just did. And what did, what would you have done different? And how did you do this? And that's one thing they like to share is information. Sure. Um, they understand that, yeah, they're competitors, but talking to each other helps them all become better. Oh, absolutely. Um, and they want their competition to be just as good as they are, if not a little bit better. So those are the, the four main things um, that we do. And a lot of people with, you know, the information and advocacy I will tell them, well, I can get that information anywhere. I said, yes, but specific information to our industry and to our trades, you're, our members here at first. Right. So we're <laughs> able to give that information to them, whether it's a code issue or something that's going to affect their business with legislation you mm-hmm. know, coming out of the state or coming from our national association. 
because uh, both of us have teams of people that work on that and monitor it 24-7. And a lot of that, which I tell contractors, is the industry that's given you this livelihood and created great things for you isn't a time that you gave back. Because a lot of them, mm-hmm. they do want to give back, and that's how they want to get involved. Sure. Um, one of the big things we always run into is the the cost. And uh, I, I think, Doug, you said it, it just... To me, the cost, it's a business expense. Sure. So I've kind of switched it around and told them, well, if you can't afford this as a business expense, then you really need us. Um, Because we offer management training and and different ways to run your business and and talk to other contractors about how they can't afford that membership. Because with PHEC, it's not cheap. Um, It it runs over $1,000, but it's three memberships in one. So you're a member of your local chapter, the state, and then the national. And each one of those levels offers different benefits oh, great. Uh, at whatever you want. And I always tell members, it's, you know, it's an insurance policy. Mm-hmm. Just like everything else in your life, when you need it, it's always there. You can call me. I know who to get a hold of um, because I, this is where I'll start pounding and get on my soapbox. So, <laughs> you know, they, they work with different uh, CPAs and attorneys and other consultants. And I said, we're the most important part of that. We're fighting for your livelihood in your industry on a daily basis, mm-hmm. you know, we should be first on that list. Um, and, and then they kind of look at you and say, yeah, I guess you're right about that. So sure. that, that's one of the, the things to try to convey that to, to a contractor. And a lot of them know that they need to join. They just drag their feet for one reason or another. Right. Um, as Doug said, a lot of them are one man shops and they just, I don't have the time to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, you got to make the time. And I understand that. And everybody's busy and, anymore. I don't ever listen to that excuse. I'm busy because I say, oh, so all these other PHEC members are just <laughs> sitting on their hands. Hey, what can I do next for the association? What's the next meeting? What's the next thing I can get involved with? I said, everybody is busy. It's just how you manage your time and yeah. where you want to get involved with And it's, I can see where it can be tough at times yeah. with what's happening. And um, especially during the last couple of years with, um, you know, really uh, highlighting the plumbing industry being essential and how much they were working and, um, and then now kind of the labor shortage that's happening. Mm -hmm. It makes a lot of sense. So let's talk a little bit about apprentice uh, programs. You talked about that a little bit. What does that look like? Um, your apprenticeship program? So for us, it's, it's been really exciting. I was telling Doug that earlier. So our apprenticeship program is through our national association and it's all online, uh, which is great in today's day and age. And, uh, three years ago when I was uh, working with the state, uh, there's a state Ohio apprenticeship council, so you have to get your standards approved through them. And they've dealt with online schools, but nothing probably as significant as PHCC. And I told Doug, he gave me his background story of him being a retired contractor and coming back to Odie to give back and help out. And I said, that's where usually these instructors come from for mm-hmm. the apprenticeship programs. You look for retired contractors and they teach the classes um, at the brick and mortar uh, school, and I just dreaded having to go out there and look f- for those contractors, for those instructors. Well, when PHC National started promoting their online training, I said, "Oh my goodness, this is it! This is going to be our program." We had had one in Northeast Ohio for I don't know ten or twelve years, and then it kind of fizzled out, um, and then the interest just wasn't there uh, from people wanting to go to the apprenticeship school. Um, so we introduced this uh, across the state of Ohio. I said, except for Cincinnati, they have a great school of their own, mm-hmm. um, so we don't compete with them. If we get inquiries from that area, we just direct them to the sure. Cincinnati chapter. 
but it's been fantastic once we implemented it. Um, I get numerous calls, emails on a weekly basis. We currently have 44 uh, apprentices in the program. Um, nine are HVAC, and then the other 34, if my math's right or not, um, are plumbing apprentices. And it's a regular four-year program. We charge tuition each year. They get a textbook. Um, and the, the great thing about it is there's no set time that they can enroll mm-hmm. as a brick-and-mortar school. So usually it's August through May mm-hmm. kind sure. of their period yeah. that they do. So if they call me today, they want to sign up today, they can sign up today. Mm. So there's no waiting period for that. The other great thing is, so with the uh, instruction, the, the um, online instruction, it's 144 hours. Okay. Uh, so when you're sitting in that classroom and you got to drive there every day or whatever the case is for three to four hours, mm-hmm. 144 hours, they don't have to wait a year to finish it. So if they finish it in three months, they still get 144 hours. So they don't have to take their time for a whole year. Sure. Some do. I've had guys start on September 1st and they'll finish on August 31st. Mm-hmm. Um, believe it or not, because people always ask, what's the fastest time an apprentice has uh, completed something? I had an apprentice from Columbus. He signed up on a Friday. He finished it on Saturday, the first year. Believe it or not, 24 hours. Um, he completed the, the course. And I said, wow, that Kid must have a lot of time on his hands, <laughs> so he's very <laughs> motivated. I spoke to his employer. He said, no, he's a really sharp kid and just really motivated, and that's the, how he did it. I, he's like, I think we sent him home early. He must have jumped on his computer <laughs> and it. went through everything, wow. yeah, and he passed it and everything. So I called him and said, well, when are you going to sign him up for year two? They're like, well, we're going to hold off a little bit. <laughs> we want him to do some other <laughs> Next stuff weekend. for us. But that's, that's how fast you can do it. So it just yeah. depends how motivated you are as an individual um, in, in, in that. So now does everyone have to be sponsored or with an employer or can they come into the program unemployed? So that's a great question. So the, the simple answer is yes. So we encourage them to be working with a PHCC contractor. It's a member. Mm-hmm. We offer it as a member benefit Got it. Um, that the, your employer should be a member of the association. We have picked up new members just for that reason alone. They want to be part of the apprenticeship program. And I know Cincinnati does very well. But if we have a situation where um, it's somebody just looking to get into the plumbing trade or thinking about it, uh, we can sponsor them and work with them to find somebody to be employed by. Okay. And what I usually do with that is I'll give them a list, wherever area they are, if they're in Cleveland, it'll be the Northeast Ohio chapter Mm -hmm. or Akron or Akron-Canton chapter. And I send them a list. I said, you got to do a little work on your own. They'll knock on some doors, make some phone calls. Um, but I said, it'll, it'll be well worth it if you can find somebody to, to find a job with. So, and I would imagine any one of your, uh, chapter, uh, uh, people right now would be willing to take that knock on the door or that Absolutely. phone call right now. If someone said, Hey, I want to get into the trades, you mm-hmm. know, will you help sponsor me? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think that's great. Catherine, I hope I'm not going to steal one of your bullet points here. Rocco, you had mentioned that, you know, tuition's involved. Mm-hmm. A lot of times that scares people. Right. Okay. So, you know, are there scholarship programs that you offer for this, or the, does the employee kick in and help pay for this uh, program right. for these these folks? <clears throat> Excuse me. So I think our uh, tuition is pretty affordable. It's actually fourteen seventy five per year per student. And right now, a majority of the contractors, the members, have picked up those costs. Very good. Which is great. And some of them have behind-the-scenes agreements so the apprentice has to stay there for X amount of time. They can't leave because a lot of situations, I've run into it, 
uh, we'll get an apprenticeship into the uh, apprentice into the program. A couple months later, they leave, mm. and so the employer's like, "Can I replace this apprentice?" Sure. Sometimes we've been able to make an adjustment and have somebody else take their spot, but other times we're like, "No, you can't do that." Sure. And I said, "Maybe you have to go back to the apprentice <laughs> to get reimbursed for that cost," but they usually don't do that. So that's a great benefit of working. For a contractor, they're going to pick up your education Mm -hmm. um, as you go along through the training. You mentioned scholarships. We do have scholarships available. Um, It's interesting because in the last, I don't know, five to six years, we always promote our scholarship uh, application process, have not had anybody apply for it. So we have Mm -hmm. money that we can't give away. So Wait, it's, say that again. <laughs> yeah, I was they say, have money. We have money that we can't, that give, can't away. give away. Exactly. So anyone out there who is interested. Yep, I got to get this message out right. there, boy. Let's, Let me yeah. let's go talk to Rocco and it, he'll help. I mean, because we have a, a scholarship program in place. Our national organization has a scholarship in place. Um, they do a great job with it. But we've, over the years, because I've had members ask that, can we use that money to apprenticeship training? And I said, yeah, I don't think there's anything prohibiting us from doing that. Yeah. So it's just a matter of somebody um, submitting. None have, um, but it's there. It's available uh, you know, for anybody that wants to use it for apprenticeship or for other uh, schooling, mm-hmm. construction-related uh, industry. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I want to switch the discussion a little bit, and I want to talk about kind of um, you know, your visibility and experience looking into the industry and, and all the benefits that, you know, you sit there and see that the trades have to offer, um, you know, job security and location flexibility. But, um, you know, can you talk a little bit about, about what that looks like and, and why going into the trades or staying in the trades really can provide that type of security and, and flexibility? <clears throat> Excuse me. D- a great question. And every day talking to the various contractors, the bottom line, they cannot find enough help, mm-hmm. uh, enough good help. Um, you know, they do interviews constantly, a lot of no-shows. And over the last couple of years, we learned, and one of my uh, members said it the best, he's like, not only did we find out that we're pandemic-proof, but we're also recession-proof. And mm-hmm. they're not going to be shipping our jobs overseas. Nothing bad is going to happen. Um, so it is, they're, they're great industries to be involved with. Um and once you get into a contractor, if you work with them, the benefits uh, are unbelievable just from conversation, different conversations I've had with contractors. And it always makes me laugh saying, gosh, I wish somebody would have introduced me to the trades sure. when I was in high school because maybe I would have went on a different path uh, in that regard. Because if there's a willingness to learn, and I, I tell a lot of people that want to get involved, I said, if you just show up <laughs> on time... <laughs> I said, you're doing better than almost 90% of the people out there. Because yep. um, you hear all these horror stories just about people not showing up, not wanting to work. And I said, so if you just show up, you're already ahead of the curve with everything going on. Yeah, there's this interesting statistic uh, that talks about 83% of tradespeople say that they're either somewhat or extremely satisfied in their career. And I think that that is such an interesting percentage to you know to think about because – it also then tells you that people who really show up, do the work and learn, really are fulfilled in the role that they do. And I think that um, that's something that career satisfaction is really important. And I bet you probably see that in a lot of your members. Do you find Absolutely. that they're really satisfied with their life choice and their career choice? They are. And the, the, just what it's brought to them and uh, what it's done for their families and their employees. Because mm-hmm. you know, they look at their employees and what they're helping to create, you know, not only within their career, but 
with you know their home and their family, um, and that's what you know our organizations are. They they are families, and I've met a lot of people over the years, and, and daughters and sons and other employees, um, and just we just had our Christmas party last Friday, and I brought my family with me. And I, over the years, it's just been all the adults in the room. So it just added a little more. A lot of people, they've seen my kids from little ones. Now I have two teenagers and a five-year-old and they, they just, they couldn't believe how they've grown Mm -hmm. over the years, um, that we've been involved. So it, it, I, I would say that all of them are very satisfied, uh, with it and they're looking to pass that on to the next generation. Right. And unfortunately, a lot of the contractors that have sons or daughters, a lot of them aren't going in to take over the business. Right. Uh, we have some that are, which is great, uh, but a lot of them are looking for different avenues to pass that business on to, whether it's a key employee um, or somebody else uh, within the company or just sell it outright to somebody else that will come along and, and take it over. Mm-hmm. Um, the other great thing um, with the business owners, because that's who I primarily deal with are the business owners, but we talk about there are so many other things in the industry that you can do. You don't have to be a plumber per se. Right. Um, you know, there's estimators, there's managers, there's sales reps. Uh, there's just a lot of different things that you can get involved with uh, in the industry itself. Um, the great thing is, too, you, if you want to start working, you can start working. Um, just like I said, if you have some capability of getting trained and mm-hmm. some kind of me- mechanical ability, they'll train you. They'll spend the money, they'll take the time. And they will train you in-house, um, whether it's their own training or, or, or helping with PHEC or ACCO, which is really great. And um, I, I think that's one of the great things there, too, that they're willing to take that responsibility on. Um, if you're you know, out of work, uh, if you want to switch uh, tra- uh, careers, um, which a lot of people do. Right. Um, but once you're, I think once you're locked in, I mean, there's just so many opportunities and the benefits are great, at least from the contractors I talk to. Just a you know salary and health insurance mm-hmm. and retirement benefits and then other things you know getting a vehicle to take home uh, and different things like that and then you hear how some will complain about it and you kind of scratch your head and say why how can they come <laughs> but I guess it's just human nature and the, the way things work um, but uh, I was I was reading over some of this information I was rifling through papers yesterday and today and it's interesting because it said. Uh, by 2022, so this is next year already. Yeah. So I probably had this piece of paper for maybe the last five years, but it, uh, the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics estimates that the industry will need approximately 138,000 new workers. Mm-hmm. So the, there's a demand there. So if, like I said, if sure. you want to start working, you want to get into the trade, you can start doing that. Yeah, and that's probably before uh, the pandemic was here oh, too, absolutely. right? So yeah, uh, that number is mm-hmm. even probably higher than yep. that that information, It's which is um, absolutely astounding. I tell you, I want to add another uh, bonus to being part of the P- PHCC mm-hmm. is, you know, young people coming into the trade. Uh, some of them, they may just want to work as a technician, okay? They, they get enough satisfaction of completing something and saying, hey, look at what I just did. Sure. Others, I mean, they want to be business owners someday. Right. Okay, and they'll be fantastic technicians, but they don't know anything about accounting. Mm -hmm. They don't know where to get workers' compensation. Mm -hmm. Okay, they don't know anything about liability insurance. They just know that I can do a really great job. Right. Well, the PHCC is a resource that you can use to gather all the right things that you need to make you a great business owner. Yeah, that's a that's a great summary there. 
Yeah. Perfect. I think Bronco's going to be uh, <laughs> right. asking for your sponsorship here. We're going to go. Bit. We're going to go out together <laughs> and recruit. That's perfect. <laughs> No, I think it's great. Well, you know, Rocco, I've really enjoyed our conversation today, and I've appreciated um, all the knowledge that you've shared with us and our listeners. And um, we'll definitely make sure that your information is available for anyone uh, in our region that wants to reach out and learn a little bit more. So thank you so much. Great. Thank you as well. Thanks for joining us on this episode of The Fix. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss our next conversation dropping every Wednesday. If you have feedback about the show or a topic you'd like to see covered, send us an email at thefix at od.com or give us a shout out on social media. We would love to connect with you. Don't forget, you can get your daily fix by visiting od.com and we'll catch you next time.